listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome into the Beyond the Game radio program along with Zach Barletta. I'm Rick Benson. Thanks for being with us. BTGprogram.com or at BTG program. Over the next half hour or so, we'll talk sports. We'll do our best to seem intelligent and hope to give you some encouragement along the way. It's a faith-based sports radio program, if you've ever heard of such a thing. No sports really to talk about, though we are inching closer. A few things going on. Nothing that really moves the needle. We had Tom Brady and Peyton Manning playing golf, if you're into that. Got strong ratings, well-received by sports fans for the most part. Just an indication, I think, of how starved we are for real sports. That interest you at all? Not so much the actual playing golf, but the shots that were going back and forth on Twitter were pretty good. And the video of Tom Brady splitting his pants, of course, is going to be a meme for years. So I was I was uh, pleased by that. Yeah, I'm not sure. It really didn't catch my fancy. Not sure why. I, I'll, I'll watch golf. I rather like it. But this event did nothing for me. The NHL is officially on its way back. If you consider hockey a sport, regular listeners to this program know Zach and I certainly do. We're not afraid to talk hockey on this program, which might be why nobody listens. <laughs> but the truth is, the NHL doesn't really register with a lot of fans. I think I get the sense that as long as this thing doesn't mess with the start of the NFL season, most fans are going to be pretty content with whatever. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you live in the South, as long as it doesn't interfere with the start of college football, most, yeah. most fans are going to be pretty content. If you're into boxing, Mike Tyson taking steps towards a comeback to the ring, like the Brady Manning thing, it'll be some sort of charity exhibition. But the guy looks intense. He'll be 54 next month. He has this gray beard, which makes him look even older. But do you want to fight him, e even if he promises not to bite you? No, I've seen some of his recent workout videos where, where he's sparring with the partner and stuff, and he still looks absolutely terrifying. Were you more or less interested in, say, watching a Mike Tyson fight than watching Brady and Manning golf thing? Which, by the way, I keep referring to it as the Brady-Manning golf thing. It also featured Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson as a couple of fairly decent golfers themselves. But mm -hmm. it, do you have any problem? Would you watch? Oh, I'd absolutely rather watch the Tyson fight. I, it's it's going to be a lot more interesting to me than golf will. I, golf is just, I know it's maybe it's a thinking man's game, and that's why I'm not super into it. But uh, give me the fight any day. See, we don't need Tyson being here in Rochester. We have the blessing of seeing fights each Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> right we up just the street. Right on, go right on down to the beach. I don't think they're officially sanctioned. Just idiots. I saw one official's comments, and maybe it was the chief of police in the area. I don't know who said it. They said that those people should be ashamed of themselves. Like they care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they should be. They're not. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, that's, that's why, why they're, they're fighting, fighting in the at the beach. Yep. <laughs> We also have unofficial drag racing here on Sunday nights in Rochester. I guess there's several places they like. I didn't know this. I read it in the newspaper the other day. One popular spot is where I travel through fairly regularly up by the Kodak buildings, the old Kodak buildings there on Elm Grove. 
Police say that Sunday night there were 80 to 100 cars involved. Oh, my gosh. The report I read said it arrested drivers of the first two, but the police said 80 other vehicles, they estimate, fled the scene. And can you just picture what a crazy scene that must have been? Can you imagine you're just coming home? Maybe you went to the movies, something, completely unaware, and you happen upon this. Yeah. Your wife is yelling at you as some punk rolls up on your minivan, and, and you know you're getting ready to roll. Your kids are strapped into the car seat, and, man, what a party that is. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. It's on. <laughs> I'd like to think that people are just bored by being cooped up by coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this is a regular thing. This this happens every Memorial Day weekend here. It's kind of like getting shot in Chicago. It's a regular thing. <laughs> it's tradition. Yeah, Mara's too busy busting Baptists trying to worship to worry about gun violence. But thankfully, I mean, thankfully, Chicago's a gun-free zone. Don't have to worry too much about it. The world's a crazy place. Uh, you don't need me to weigh in on social issues. We have plenty of experts on social media doing that. If you know me, you've heard me say that the thing I know about people is that they're going to do what they want to do. Fighting at the beach, drag racing down suburban streets. I got so frustrated the other night. I deleted every one of my social media apps from my phone. <laughs> I didn't delete my accounts yet. I do like keeping in touch with friends and family. We all like looking at pictures of one another's lunches and dinners. But I've had enough. And I find that my phone is where I look in and check in on social media. So I, I just deleted it. I know I can get on my computer. I probably will if I think I need to. But I was sitting on the couch. And I, and I see my wife. She made a nice post about her lilac. She does a great job gardening around our house. She always has beautiful flowers. She has them planted so that when one flower season ends, another begins. And two, three years ago, we planted two dozen lilacs or so. And now they're reaching maturity and starting to really bloom nicely. And it was just beautiful. So she made a post about it. And then there's she has this one friend. I don't even know why she's friends with this guy. What a loser. He always comments with something negative, like it's his job to just go around and pee in people's Fruit Loops. I don't understand the guy. So anyway, I told her it takes everything in me not to say something to this jack wagon. Yeah, that guy was a jackass. But I know that social media is not the place for an argument. And mm -hmm. shame on me. I know I shouldn't let somebody with the intellect of a disadvantaged squid fart <laughs> you know, i shouldn't let this guy get me worked up through a stupid facebook comment i know he's working with limited resources limited brain capacity but then a few minutes later i see another post this one by someone that i like very much and i get it so many people tripping over themselves trying to be relevant trying to appear to have a social conscience by sympathizing with others with some sort of trendy comment, hashtag, or even a meme, which, by the way, if your memes aren't funny, don't bother. Yeah. I, look, nobody's interested in your social awareness memes. I'm not here to think. I'm here to laugh. Kind of my motto in life. I'm not here to think. I'm here to laugh. I'm not here to play school. But I understand. Uh, look, we the, the incident in Minneapolis is tragic. And yes, based yeah. on the video I saw, the officer involved should not only lose his job, he should be brought up on charges. But when I see white people going all Joe Biden of sorts and posting about how other white people who deny they're racist are then actually racist or white people who deny that they benefit from white 
privilege are, are actually socially acceptable white supremacists. I just, I had enough of social media. I deleted it all. I, I know people will do what they want, but really that's your reaction? Yeah. In your silly attempt to show the world how sympathetic or how relevant or how cool or whatever else you want them to think of you, you just throw out reason and common sense? Not every white person is a, is a, is a racist. Sadly, some are. Not every black man is a threat. Sadly, some are, just as some white are, some Asian are, some Hispanic, some dogs, some cats. I, I think you get my point. You simply can't dismiss all white people as being a white supremacist based on the actions of one particular criminal. Mm -hmm. By the way, why are you picking out his skin color? Maybe it's that he was left-handed. Maybe this is a thing for left-handed people, that they're yeah. evil. Well, now the University of Minnesota has announced that it will limit its relationship with the Minneapolis Police Department. The school president sent a letter to students, faculty, staff members, informing them that the university is no longer going to use local officers at their events, including their football games. And that's in response to the university's undergraduate student body, who issued a letter demanding a petition, demanding that the school sever its ties with the police department. The letter said, among other things, that the police are murdering black men with no meaningful repercussions. Now, again, I'm not the sharpest cheese in the drawer. I understand that. And I'm not all that close to the situation. But I'm willing to venture a guess that the evil acts of this one person is not a representation of the many hardworking, caring men and women of the Minneapolis Police Department. Right. I have no idea how long they've had this arrangement with the university. I don't know how long they've done this, but however long it's been, is it really prudent to just disregard it and throw it out because of this unrelated incident? Many of those people who served you well in the past would continue to do so well into the future, but now they're going to be denied that opportunity when really both sides could be continued to be blessed by that opportunity. Look, the media want to sell papers. They want to get ratings and viewership. People want to get likes and comments on their social media posts. And they do that by being controversial. Maybe a lot, maybe a little. Divisiveness is good for business. And today we have so many voices, so many platforms. You have to stop and think, not just react. And, and not just get on board with every opinion that's shared, which seems to be trending. The police are not the enemy. The criminal is. Occasionally, that criminal may be in uniform, but that's not the norm. Our God is not a God of division. He's a God of unity. He wants to see all people united through the common bonds of Jesus Christ. There's plenty of hate. There's plenty of anger. But God calls us to be unified in love for one another. John chapter 13, verse 34 says, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, obviously, there, there are people with whom we get along. There's people whom we don't get along. But God's, that doesn't change God's command. We're to love anyway. The world sometimes see the church as, as this group of hypocrites, and that's because they see believers arguing and fighting with one another, and they have enough of that in the world. They certainly don't want to be part of a church where that existed well. And in that very next verse, in John 13, 35, Jesus tells his disciples, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, 
if you have love one for another. The Apostle Paul says something similar in Galatians 6.10. So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. We have to have a genuine love and care for one another. This is how people will see the love of God, through the kindness that you show to others. The greatest love, the greatest kindness was that was ever shown was shown at the cross. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Do you believe? Do you believe Jesus died to pay the penalty of your sins? 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess your sins and guilt to God. Ask him to forgive you. Romans 10, 13 says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. That's what God wants. That unity among us. After we take a bit of a break, Zach will share what we call around here his famous shenanigan statements. We hope you'll stick around, play along. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game radio program. Well, let's tell you what's going on at Roberts Wesleyan College. This is our Red Hawks recap brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Not much going on. The semester is over. The students have graduated. But Roberts Wesleyan College will be holding its third annual athletic preview day this August. The event is specialized for high school athletes who are interested in playing at the collegiate level for the Red Hawks. The event is scheduled for Monday, August 3rd from 8.30 a.m. to 2.45 p.m. Attendees and their families will have the opportunity to see the campus, the athletic facilities, meet with coaches and professors, and hear from other student-athletes on their experiences as part of the Red Hawks. There will also be opportunities to learn about NCAA compliance standards and how it relates to making sure potential student-athletes are eligible for competition at the NCAA Division II level. Once again, that's Monday, August 3rd from 8.30 a.m., to 2.45 p.m. And also remember, the Red Hawks golf scramble is coming up on July 20th. Make plans now as Roberts Wesleyan College will host its 13th annual Red Hawks golf scramble on July 20th at Mill Creek Golf Club. You can sign up at their website, robertsredhawks.com. For updates, other Roberts Athletics news, follow them on Twitter at RWC Red Hawks. This has been the Red Hawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances, and 96 student athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Community is all about people coming together to serve one another and help one another. And what a great example during this crisis by showing an act of kindness with a care pack from Rock Cares, which in turn helps keep local businesses and workers working and serving their community. Visit rockcares.info and choose from two fresh and delicious packages. Send one to yourself and one to someone who you want to know just how much you appreciate them. Plus, with every package purchase, a gift bag with fresh fruit and a healthy snack 
will be delivered to medical professionals on the front lines of this COVID virus. Visit rockcares.info, that's R-O-C-Cares.info, or call them at 585-775-7520. rockcares.info, neighbors helping neighbors. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game show. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. We're glad to have you with us as well. The program is recorded here in the BTG studio in Rochester, New York. It's heard all around the world via podcast. For instance, last week's program was downloaded a few times in Beaverton, Oregon, home of the world headquarters of Nike. Beaverton, Oregon is also the one-time childhood home of Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Thanks for listening in Beaverton, Oregon, wherever it is you're listening from. We thank you for being part of this week's program. Time now for Zach Barletta to do his thing. So, Zach, take us through this week's shenanigans statements. All right. Number one, the fact that MLB owners and players still haven't agreed on a pay structure for an abbreviated season and that the owners have now twice asked the players to take pay cuts means fans should be prepared to have no baseball in 2020. You know, I, I maybe this is just the optimist in me. I say shenanigans. I, I just can't imagine either side truly wants that. Mm-hmm. There's just too much to lose. If they are this short-sighted, that they will stubbornly sit idle for a year, I, I think it's going to severely damage the league. I really do. Fans will overlook. They'll forgive a lot. But this is different. The fans need sports. They need some sense of normalcy and I'm not sure they'll forgive players especially because that's who they identify with, but owners either if they perceive this as selfish, which of course they will. Long term, it's just going to cost both sides way too much money to not figure out a way to get a deal done. Yeah, I agree. I think eventually we'll have baseball. It doesn't look good, and especially when you have guys like Max Scherzer, who loves baseball as much as anybody I can think of, coming out and saying there's no reason for us to continue negotiating. But On the flip side, I feel like this is what baseball usually does, where the owners come out with a very aggressive approach and end up backing off it to settle somewhere around where they wanted to be in the first place. So I'm optimistic that it will get done, but it really doesn't look good right now. Number two, the NHL's 2014 playoffs are a great idea. What do you think about this one? I do. I'm 100% on board. I I think about a few years ago when they switched up the All-Star Game format and they went to the round-robin three-on-three tournament, and it was completely different than anything they'd ever done, and it changed the format, and it was a ton of fun. And I think, you know, if the alternative is no hockey, then I think this this is something I could get behind, and it honestly sounds really fun. And it gets my Rangers into the playoffs, so I'm 100% on board. Yeah, and I think that's probably the thing here. I say shenanigans. I don't, and I like the idea of getting hockey back, but I think you used the word great. And I don't think it's a great idea. I think it's a good idea. I, I think inviting all but six teams is really watering this thing down. And I get what they're trying to do. They are manipulating. They definitely want the Rangers in. They want a number of these original six teams in. Here's the thing. Because of the circumstances, there's no way we're going to have the the perfect scenario. There's no way we're going to have a great scenario. So I think, you know, whatever we get, we have to be happy with. And whatever we get, even if it has a certain flaws, which it does, but I'll be happy to have hockey. Absolutely. And I think also that what you think about it is probably going to depend on what teams you're a fan of. 
if you are a fan of one of the top teams that would have been in even without the change in format, and then your team gets beat by a team that shouldn't have been in the playoffs otherwise, you're not going to be a fan. You're going to be upset about it. If you're, like me, a fan of a team that probably was going to be on the outside looking in, and then they sneak in, have a hot goaltender, and beat some teams, you're going to be a big fan of the format. So I think that's going to determine it as well. It sort of upsets the competitive balance. It sort Mm -hmm. of upsets the fairness. But again, you're not going to get a perfect scenario, so live with it. Put an asterisk next to it and play again next year. Number three, the NFL did not approve a proposed rule change this week that would have allowed teams a chance to attempt to convert a 4th and 15 play instead of an onside kick. Truth or shenanigans, the league should have approved the rule change since it would be more exciting than onside kicks. Yeah, I agree. I I think they should have. But I think the NFL will, they're just never going to accept something from another league. They are the king of sports. They know they're the king of sports. And they sort of carry themselves like anyone else. If if it's an idea of somebody else, then it has to be an inferior idea. But I like this idea. The onside kick is is the longest of long shots and mm-hmm. basically gives no team a real shot, maybe if they're extremely lucky. But I like this idea because it's more along the lines of an actual football play. Yeah. I, I don't know what that onside kick thing is. It, it's like something some elementary school kid came up in their backyard. No, 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 no. Here's what, how, how we're going to do this. You kick it on the ground, and if it goes this far, then you can have – what is that? Yeah. I'd rather have a fourth and 15, an actual football play. Yeah, watching an onside kick is like watching a pitcher hit. Almost every time you know what's going to happen before it happens, and it looks ugly when it happens. Like, at least a fourth and 15 is exciting. You know, you get to see, okay, dude, does the offense send all of their receivers deep to back the coverage off and then throw something underneath? Do you know how do they approach this? They're strategically, it's so much more interesting and so much more exciting, and there's so much more of a chance for it to actually work than an onside kick. What do you see? Like one a month onside kick works. Like it's, I'm I would I would have been completely in favor of it, and I hope that it gets revisited. When we come back, we have something encouraging from the world of sports. It's our you like that segment. It's on the way next, right after this short break. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game Radio program. All right, let me tell you about Rock Cares. You know what community is. It's people. People coming together to serve one another and help one another. What a great example during this crisis by showing an act of kindness with a care pack from Rock Cares, which in turn helps keep local businesses and workers working and serving their community. Visit rockcares.info and choose from two fresh and delicious packages. Send one to yourself and one to someone who you want to know just how much you appreciate them. Plus, with every package purchased, a gift bag with fresh fruit and a healthy snack will be delivered to a medical professional on the front lines of this COVID virus. Visit rockcares.info, that's R-O-C-Cares.info, or call them. Go old school, 585-775-7520, rockcares.info, neighbors helping neighbors. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. 
Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view, highlighting the stories and the people of faith. It's not a faith program that includes sports. It's a sports talk show rooted in faith-based principles. Welcome back to the show, recording in the BTG studios in Rochester, New York. Here's your host, Rick Benson. Welcome back into the program, and as we tend to like to do around here, let's close out this week's show with something encouraging. It's our You Like That segment. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says, For bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. It's certainly not as important as godliness. It'll do nothing for us in the next life, but exercise is good for all of us. With gyms and health clubs shut down for now, the crisis we're going through has sent our world into chaos and challenged nearly every one of us to reinvent our habits. But there has been some good things, too. One of those has been how former Syracuse point guard Eric Devendorf has used videos via social media to coach and to challenge young people into staying active and getting outside. Devendorf's first video, back in April, I think it was, had nearly 17,000 views at this point. He has since posted a number of others, and parents are letting him know that his backyard drills have been a blessing in the wake of closed gyms and canceled leagues. What started out as just an answer to boredom, a desire on Devendorf's part to get outside, get some fresh air, He's turned it into an instrument which parents and even coaches are using to motivate and encourage young athletes. The creativity and the heart to help others, which is what is ultimately behind Eric Devendorf's short video coaching sessions, is what I like, you like this week. You like that. Which, by the way, if you would like to know more, you can check out his Twitter page at, at EDevin23. That's at E-D-E-V-E-N-23. What I liked this week was a Jersey City-based brewery, Departed Souls, debuting a beer called Trash Can Banger. If Trash Can Banger sounds vaguely familiar, it's a reference to the Astros sign-stealing scandal. The beer cans look like the Astros' classic (laughs) orange and mustard-yellow striped Nolan Ryan-era uniforms. They're beautiful. Taking a shot at the Astros always gets a thumbs up for me. Trash Can Bangers are what I liked this week. Yeah, the can is just awesome. Well, just one more thing before we go. Zach brought his daughter, Arwen, to be with us here in the studio tonight. And Arwen, I just want to thank you for being a great guest and and for making this place look so much nicer than it normally does with just your dad and I. You make this place look good. Anything you want to say about your dad before we go? Awesome. (laughs) Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks so much for being with us. Let me close with a reminder that the Beyond the Game program is mainly a listener-supported radio ministry. Thank you to the many who have supported us with both your prayers as well as your generous donations to the program, and it's with your help. It's because of your help that we're able to bring the good news of the Bible, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to sports fans all around the world through Sports Talk Radio. We're asking that, of course, you'd continue to remember us in your prayers, and if God lays it on your heart to make a financial contribution to this ministry, whether it be a one-time gift, whether it be a small gift, a large gift, a recurring amount, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at this same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 